Barracuda. You like that song, Trish? It's an interesting. It's an interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That by, sounds like a no. By heart. <laughs> <laughs> Brian McMillan, top of the morning to you. Good morning, sir. And, um, good to have every, our audience along with us. I know we have at least one listener. We have you listening. Thank you. And uh, usually we have about 3,500 people listening on Friday mornings. And then we have podcasts and and streaming and all that kind of stuff. So glad to have our audience with us having a cup of coffee. Trish, good to have you back. Well, thanks for having me back. The ageless Trish Jaconi. Do you, do you <laughs> no, get that I a love lot? That. Do you get that? I do. I do, actually. See? All right. That's beautiful. We'll talk right into the end of the microphone rather than the side there. There you go. There it goes. Make my uh, engineering a little easier. Um, so today we got a lot of things to talk. Well, first of all, let's comment on Pierre's. You're a mm-hmm. newspaper guy. He's talking about Frank Fernandez with the uh, News Journal and... Um, kind of ruffling the feathers of uh, Volusia Sheriff Chitwood. And, um, you know, so what's your take on it, Brian, as you're the publisher of the Palm Coast Observer? Well, a couple things. One, um, it it certainly is discouraging and bewildering, as Pierre characterized it, that the News Journal ed- editor was, you know, responding to it in this way, um, as being bewildered by Chitwood. I don't, I don't understand why an elected official, somebody like in a, in a position like Chitwood, who's gotten tough questions for his whole life, you know, his whole career, why he would let Frank Fernandez ruffle his own feathers. You know, I mean, he's like the super tough guy, you know, all the sheriffs kind of have this persona. Um, so why, why let the media, you know, I guess ruffle your feathers. So it, it's, I would hope that Sheriff Chitwood and any other elected official would act in the best interest of the community, which is we need a free flow of information. We need the facts. And if someone is, is asking questions like that in their capacity, then do what's best for the community, put your egos aside and let's make sure that people are informed because it's public safety at stake a lot of times, especially when you're talking to the sheriff. At the same time, my second response would be Pierre's saying, um, well, oh yeah, well, if you're going to do that, then we're not going to talk to you, which seems like it's makes the whole thing worse. You know, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. I think that's, that law has been fulfilled. So let's try to like reopen the communication. Let's talk to Chitwood and say, Hey, you know, we want to be your partners. You know, we're the media, we're the good guys. So are you. So let's all just try to do what's best for the community. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Free advice. You, you know, I mean, a lot of times there's things called stacking or straw that broke the camel's back, those kind of things where, where yeah. we, where when somebody does something, it's, we've built up all these things against them and then they do one thing and we let them have it, not based on that one thing, yeah. but all these accumulated things. And that's where, you know, things are. Uh, you know, out of line. And so Pierre and Frank and everybody else needs to also be aware that don't do that to Chitwood because you got to take each thing as it stands on its own and not pile on past things to what it is. And like say, you know, Chitwood said he's got a right to, for his opinion and, and he gave it. And um, so so does the newspaper and the freedom of speech on it. So, OK. So what about the splash pad here of cup three million dollars? I'm like, oh. three million dollars. <laughs> three million dollars. I said, hey, Trish, kind of like be a co-host with us here yeah, today. You're more yeah. than a guest. All right, you're one of the guys here today. So anyway, can I be a girl amongst the guys? Sure. Okay. okay. Even, even I like better. that better. All right, but 
Three million dollars. You know, I'm thinking like in, in government, you hear 200 million, you know, OK, J-Lo bought their house for 200 million dollars. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it kind of gets out of perspective. But three million dollars. Look at what a million dollar house looks like on the ocean in Flagler County. It's a very nice house. So three of those <laughs> to fix a splash pad. I just can't wrap my head around the value to that. What you, you're a citizen and taxpayer, Trish. What's your take on that? I mean, they're doing it. They voted unanimously. They, too. I was going to say they voted unanimously for it. Um, I, you know, I have kids that I've raised here. They're now grown. Um, I don't know that we need three million dollars for that. I know the mayor's not going to be real happy with me saying that. But, well, I mean, um, I just don't think that, you know, that's a good use of our dollars. But, so there, there's a lot of times when the government spends a certain amount of money and people challenge it like, that could be feeding families. And, no. and well, some and, of these and, things are grant specific. Right, yeah. that's true. And I'm not sure how this money is specifically earmarked, what else it could have been spent on, but that'd be an well, interesting discussion. I think there's way too many things that are earmarked, particular things that we don't have choices on. So that's maybe that maybe that's a straw on the top of the uh, the camel here. But. Well, the big the camel here, <laughs> the camel here. <laughs> oh, um, the another uh, hair on the camel's the back. Splash pad, the splash pad. The originally, I mean, first of all, what a shame, what a disaster. How idiotic for it to have all those millions put into it to originally be, um, you know, a big total mess. And it was you know, a waste of money, a waste of money, and a waste of time. And there was. And we're Lack in, of oversight. And we're in a lawsuit right now we trying are. to get the money back. But um, basically, from what I hear, it's the, um, you know, the co contractors blaming the uh, designers of it. Designers are blaming them. And so all this finger pointing is going on and nobody's paying anything. And meanwhile, attorney's fees run up and all this kind of stuff. So they're kind of like, OK, let's get this thing fixed because... The original idea of it that I remember was, oh, wow, we're trying to show that Palm Coast is a, a young, vibrant place to move here and family raise family. And, and when you have one of the and other cities that do that than when they work, um, <laughs> when, that's a lot of reason why people, oh, this is part of the, yep. the formula, the recipe to move to this town. Because look how cool this it's kind of a little Disney type of a, a Holland, thing to it. Holland Park is a remarkable place. I mean, that it's hard to find another park in the few counties around us that is, is as, you know, expansive and has such a, a, a cool vibe to it. So I think that, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, is it, is, is it worth more money if it is sort of a, uh, almost like a, a status, you know, symbol for Palm coast as like a, a younger growing family, growing, growing place. I don't know. I, I also am wondering about the, you know, sunk cost kind of concept. Like we, they already spent $5 million on it. Is that part of a, a reason to, we can't waste all that 5 million. Let's, you know, the 3 million yeah. is, is, is helping us to feel better about that first 5 million, which is kind of the psychology of it may be a little bit, you know, screwy because the point is, is it worth 3 million now? Um, well, like Dave Ramsey, it was he, the guy, listen to him on, he was on noon to three, Dave Ramsey, you know, rice and beans, beans and rice and all that. Okay. But he says, um, he call it stupid tax. When you make a stupid investment and something doesn't work out, you got to just call it stupid tax and move on and, and get it fixed. So if you do that, 
it's our tax money and it's it was stupid somehow and just so so and let's how do we on. know it doesn't happen again how do we know that this next go around is going to yeah. be all good because, that, that's the challenge because we have a good contractor now mm -hmm. that um will uh, make it work so anyway so they made a decision so i back them on the decision i'm not saying but i'm just you know gosh we're, i mean we're squeezing and and i'll drink uh you know not Kool-Aid, but Danko, was he saying? Antifreeze. Antifreeze before and the rollback, and we're fighting to find 200, you know, 2,800,000, and here goes 300 or 3 million out the door. Anyway, speaking of million, what about the school board being scammed by, you know, 700 That's and some thousand dollars? So, That's awful. So bad. Awful, awful, awful. I feel so bad for them. So basically, I guess um, somebody submitted a fake invoice with the PO number and everything smart lined up and boom and off to an offshore account and a hundred other accounts instantly. It's, and so, it's, it's everywhere. So you won't find it. I mean, we're trying to sell a table and we got, you know, I, I didn't want to go to Facebook Marketplace because I'm worried about this kind of stuff anyway. But, mm -hmm. but Two people are like, yeah, we want to buy the table. And then it's like, oh, we, we, the only way we can do this is Zelle. Zelle only, only Zelle. Well, how about if we try a check? No, we want Zelle only. And, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's a scam. You know, oh, they're trying to reversible. It's I mean, yeah. once it's gone, it's gone. They're trying to like, yeah. well, then we got an email that says, well, if you add another 500, then it'll expand the, the did account. You sell, yeah. Did you sell the table? No, I haven't. Well, well here, it's, let me, is it the table I'm thinking of? The big plank wood? There's One. two of them that we're trying to sell. It was from the old Observer office. Yes. All right. Just describe it quickly, how much, and then they can... <laughs> all right. We'll sell it okay, right now. Okay. There's two tables. They are gorgeous oak conference tables, custom-made, $750 each. They're nine feet long and four feet wide, and they would be... I love them so much, I, I moved them to the new office, and they just don't really work in the new office. So we're trying to sell them so we it's can It's like make, real heavy plank wood. Yeah. They're, it's like, yeah, it's like- They're really nice. Yeah. They were they were made for an, the old office. So we put them in the Palm Coast Observer Classifieds and I'm swearing off Facebook Marketplace. It's part of the whole, you know, scam filled, chaotic online world that we're in. But- um, You know, we used to do a show, Radio did, which called, you know, where people would call and buy, sell and trade things, just like you did, describe yeah. it and all that. And- um, you know, but I thought, man, we're not going to do it here because of, um, yeah, but face, you know, because of Facebook marketplace. I'll tell you what, though, that. everybody who uses that knows that that's a possibility. And like, you know, then you have to no. go. Anyway. Yeah. Meet at the police department. Yeah. Exchange <laughs> like you're doing a drug dealer in the, in, the, in the police parking lot. Is that where you do the drug deals these days? It's the safest place mm -hmm. oh, okay. because you won't get ripped off there. <laughs> no, but then you get those pretty little handcuffs, those pretty little bracelets. <laughs> Hey, um, did Dr. Bickle, did your phone go off at 2.20 Wednesday afternoon for the uh, national EAS test? It absolutely did. Did it? Did yours, Trish? It did. Brian? There are many phones in my house that went off at the same time. Great. And, and all of our radio stations went off and everything did. So I haven't heard the national report, but I guess it has to be a success. It was actually pretty cool that every electronic transmitting um, with FCC licensed anyway, like us, um, all six of our radio stations went beep, beep, beep. And anyway, so anyway, so it, it worked because they did one before and it was a miserable failure in a lot of ways. So this is, I guess they got it fixed. Anyway, Dr. Bickle, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Are you looking to buy a nine foot table? 
You know, I, w- I was kind of excited. I, I love tables, and that sounds like an amazing one. But it, it is. I don't know where I'd put it. <laughs> That's not important. Just get it in your house, and then, <laughs> then move it around. It after. Move it around yeah. a few times, and then you can sell it yourself. Yeah, again. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Dr. Steve Bickle, our Flagler County Medical um, Director. And um, also, we got to say, Bob Snyder, congrats. He retired um, October 1st, and he's one of our brothers here through the whole COVID thing. And I know a real good close um, friend of yours also, Trish. Oh, he sure is. And we're going to miss him. But um, we move on and he'll still be a part of uh, a part of the community here. So we haven't, you know, he's not like gone to Vegas to retire or anything. So he's still here. Yet. Yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dr. Bickle asked you to come on for a few things. I know a lot of people here in Flagler County that are sick. I mean, I know many people that have COVID. I know many people with lung infections. I know people that are getting the flu. And and I'm like, well, did you get, you know, your vaccine? And there's so much confusion with these vaccines. I'm talking about here in Flagler County, maybe not other places, because I talk to people. I mean, I'm like, well, where do you go get one? Can, how can, can I get? And then the RSV, throw that into it. And with a flu shot, and then there's people that don't want any vaccines for anything. They've lost their trust of them. So kind of, if you can sort all this out, first of all, let's talk flu season right now. Are we in flu season? What's the projection for flu season this year? Yeah, we're in it, and the projection is at least, you know, a fair amount of flu activity. Maybe a lot, but certainly at least, a, you know, a moderate amount. So flu shots, um, we get them where how much are they um not you know they're covered by insurance um so for that i think there's like no co-pays for people who don't have insurance there's there's some deals out there i I, you know i i didn't i researched availability less um i i did research the the cost um they i for covid they're all free for everybody you just have to kind of know there's a back there's a program that's sort of back supports it as a backstop and then if you don't have coverage but for covid they're definitely free for everybody for flu i think there are some deals um there are rsv they're all covered by insurance um, okay so where so where do you go to get them i mean everywhere it's, it's amazing well, name, I, give me one place that we can focus on where if well, you had to pick- walmart walgreens cvs Publix. okay all right awesome okay cool so if- and i found when i was doing research for on this um I went on their website. I just did, you know, Publix pharmacy vaccines. Found a found a connection. Went on the link. Within two three minutes, I had um, all the info. You know, like schedule and availability, and it was, it was, and then Walmart and the Walmart was the hardest one. Maybe that was me. CVS was really easy. Walgreens was really easy, um, and most of them. In the U.S., I don't. You know, I think in Georgia you might need a prescription for RSV, but all the other ones they can just do straight without seeing a, a provider. So it's it's really quite easy. So if I go online to uh, let's go with Walgreens, all right, and is there do I book an appointment and just I haven't done I should have before this, but then do you make an appointment and then say I want a flu shot, a um, RSV shot, and a COVID? You get to pick like a menu, or how's that work? Yeah, and then there are some there are some finer points about this. I, you know, it's funny. I've been reading a lot about medical communication the last few months. We've been kind of doing a, you know, post mortem on uh, 
what we did wrong and right with the with the COVID situation. And you know, one of the things was we didn't make communication clear enough. So I'm trying to really simplify this, but basically, um, probably not worth getting all the shots at once. You probably get the RSV separate from the COVID and flu. The COVID and flu you can get at the same time. We're we're in the season now, so they're all they're all available. Um, there's an and 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 then you can just kind of figure it out. But it, like what I'm doing personally is getting. I got the RSV first, and then a few weeks later I'm going to get the COVID and, and flu. You want to you kind of want to get them because the limited there's a limited sort of um, effectiveness of the flu and COVID for preventing infection. It's like three, four, five months. So you kind of want to you don't want to get them too early. But now is not too early. So anytime in October. For flu and COVID, it's fine. RSV is a longer-lasting vaccine. The protection's many years, so you can get that early or or later. Um, but the, you know, we're trying to get everybody vaccinated before the seasons, which are all three of them now. They're starting up. Okay, go ahead, Trish. I was going to ask, Doctor Pickle, how would you respond to people who say, "Listen, I don't need the vaccination. Let my body just do what it's meant to do." Great question. Um, here's how I would I would present this. There are two groups that should get consider getting all the vaccines. If, you, if you're thinking of getting COVID booster, you're probably in the category you should get. think about getting RSV and flu. Is There are two groups. Basically, there are five things that vaccines can do. They can prevent severe infection. I mean, they can mitigate severe infection, decrease the, you know, the level of severity, how many people get hospitalized, how many people die, things like that. They all do that. The second one is, can they prevent infection? Early on, the first variant of COVID, they actually did pretty good for that. We were super excited. We remember David and Bob Steiner and I were talking about maybe we can stop the COVID, uh, you know, updates. And that lasted for about three months till a new variant came along. So they don't really prevent infection, um, and which undermined the idea of getting man happy mandates and stuff. The third one was, can they, they take a medium infection and make it mild? And that's true to some degree if you are within three, four months of the, of the booster. And the fourth is, can they decrease the frequency of long COVID, which is a serious and under-recognized problem with millions of people uh, having, have, you know, suffering from this for year, you know, up to a year or two or maybe indefinitely now. So it, it, the evidence is they probably prevent or probably decrease the uh, number of people getting long COVID moderately. And the, the last one is a little known thing is people who, especially older people who get COVID or flu, um, have an increased incidence of heart attacks, strokes, diabetes in the year afterwards. It's thought to be triggered by the inflammatory state. And it's not a trivial number. It's, you know, maybe takes it from 1% of the population to two. So those are five reasons. And of those five reasons, I'd say there are two groups that would, you know, should seriously consider the, the effectiveness of this in these five areas. One is people at high risk. You know, older, over 65 is kind of what we use, definitely over 75, and then heart disease, lung disease, you know, a lot of diabetes. But, you know, and, and you kind of know if you have those and you, you're in that group. And the second is, and I think it's a legitimate group, um, group uh, you know, use of this, is people who are fairly healthy, maybe older, but no comorbidities, are just very concerned about their health and the kind of people want to do everything they can to protect themselves. You know, they will watch their way and they'll do all this other stuff. And, and the benefits modest, modest and those people would benefit too. If you're not in those categories, um, 
I, I counsel my own patients in my HIV clinic um, who are generally healthy if their HIV is controlled. You know, and they're 30 and they don't have other comorbidities. It's really up to you. I mean, there is some benefit. The, the, the vaccines have almost, the risk is minimal. People who blow up the risk, it's just the data just don't support this. You know, it hurts in your arm when you get the shot and you can have a fever and stuff for a day. But the, other than that, it's really the risks are so minimal. But the, the question is, is the benefit significant? And in, in younger people with no comorbidities, the benefit's small, smaller. So those people, if they don't want to get it, I understand completely. In fact, you know, a fair number of my patients don't want to get it, and I don't bug them about it. I just tell them, you know, tell them the, the situation. Is there so that's kind of how I would look at it. You know, you send me uh, stuff on, um, you know, on COVID, and, and, and we call it COVID because it's a complicated name now with a bunch of numbers and all these different <laughs> versions of it. Like, what is it really? But is there more than one version out there? Are, are there multiple COVID strains making its way around Flagler County these days? Absolutely. If, if you look at the, I get a report every week and it sort of maps out, it has like a bar ch- you know, chart with the, like each percentage and there's probably 20 variants and there'll be some, some that are dominant. Sometimes one variant will, will be like 50% of the, the mix. Sometimes it's 10 or 20. Right now there's two or three that are moderately dominant in the 10 to 20% range. And the, the booster is fairly good for the ones that are out are now. The match is pretty good, but that may not be true in six months. Okay, it's so, it's so amazing. I mean, COVID didn't even exist a few years ago, and now there's 20 variants of it that are in Florida. I mean, in our community, that's just I don't know. It kind of boggles my mind. Well, here I, I thought COVID existed for many years. It's just that it became the COVID nineteen. Yeah. I guess that variant. Yeah. I guess coronavirus originally. Remember, it was Corona. Whatever. So, well, did, uh, what? Correct me on that, Doctor Bickle. Did mm-hmm. I, Trish just did? She's not a doctor, but <laughs> I'm I, not a doctor. But yeah. I, I do believe her as much as I would a normal doctor. Well, no, I mean, it sort of depends how you define it. You're, you're, you're both kind of correct. I mean, Chris, Chris oh, a little more you. than you. Thank you. Chris, a little more than you. Oh, Trish, a little more than you. Um, All right. The coronavirus has been around forever. Um, it does. It has mutated. You know, the SARS-CoV-1, you know, it, like 20 years ago was, was, you know, what happens is these viruses are incredibly adaptive. Like, they have little receptors that are designed to, like, latch on to certain cells that we have and and they they keep refining it. i mean this is all they do is try to figure out how to you know beat us to and, outsmart us these yeah, little exactly. microscopic they have no brains it's like yeah exactly. i don't know <laughs> yeah um, but so what happens is they might be um evolutionary developed to like be in bats or some mammal or something and and adapted to them and then they might mutate so they can jump over into humans and if that happens and we don't have a pre-existing immunity, and our the coronavirus immunity took transferred very little to COVID, it, a tiny bit in some people. But basically, we were like immune naive, so it just blasted us. Um, know, and and then there's this whole process of us getting immune now. And then the, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that it's take. I, I thought by now it was really be dying out. I mean, I, I did not think this season that we'd be having this much. Um, and we, we, it's like, when are you going to leave or stop bothering us? Yeah, but leave us alone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, COVID. The pre, the, yeah, the, the visitor that wouldn't leave. Hey, um, You're about to say you're welcome. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, um, our, uh, our brother from the uh, Advent Health, our new, uh, actually, he's also the uh, president and CEO of the uh, new Palm Coast Parkway Advent Health. Wally DeKino with us here. Morning, Wally. 
Hey, good morning, David. Good morning, everyone. So you been, have you learned anything from our conversation here? Yes, there's a lot of information <laughs> always coming from Dr. Bickle. I think that uh, I'm just glad that I don't have to pay a college fee for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first of all, how's our new hospital doing overall? Are, are you busy? Thank you, David. Yes, we are actually getting busier and busier each week. Um, uh, just mo- Monday, May, two months that since we opened, and uh, we already served around 4,500 patients wow. from um, wow. from our county and St. John's County and even Volusia County. People are showing up here. The um, you know, we're talking about the seasonal things here, like with are people showing up to the hospital with um, like viruses and infections of flu, RSV, COVID, whatever. Yes. Yes, they are, um, but uh, not so. So going back to COVID, we're not seeing the hospitalization numbers obviously like we used to. So um, while Dr. Bickle was uh, talking, I, I took a look at the data, and we're combining both hospitals for Flagler County. We're in the single digits. So uh, the good news is that it's people are not having to be hospitalized because of COVID. Is it? Our- yeah, let me just let me ex- just add to that. Is that that's definitely true nationwide that. There's still quite a few COVID cases, but the hospitalization numbers are down a lot. Okay. Well, how, do, how do we that's know? Good. How do we know about the COVID cases? I mean, we don't have like this big rush of everyone testing all the time and right. having official tests. So, how do we really know how much COVID there is? Wastewater. Mm. Now mm. they they you know they did a lot of studies with wastewater early and they had correlations between you know cases when we were testing a lot and the wastewater levels, so they can really extrapolate mm. pretty. Um, pretty accurately still still boggling my mind and and by the way brian you're uh, you should you're you're uh, you're you know drinking too many sweets they can tell from, yeah, the, from the sewer plant there how did you know though well because i got the report <laughs> they, they, it's in your water bill now you'll have a report on your health from the uh, jolly ranchers wastewater and plant. uh hershey nuggets that's, that's interesting dr bickle <laughs> it's kind of crazy that by analyzing it's basically everybody's pee and poop goes into one place, and they're analyzing the whole community as a whole, right? Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, it by by regions. I mean, it's funny. Palm Coast had we we did a project. Um, uh, Mayor Holland and um, the, the city manager were very uh, open to all this stuff. So we got a grant to do wastewater. And they had, a, you know, Palm Coast has a pretty sophisticated wastewater system of tracking by neighborhoods and stuff. And we got all geared up. The problem was there was so little COVID at the time. This is like in the 2020 that we were, we'd pick a case up or two and then our, COVID, our wastewater was zilch. And so we, we didn't renew the grant. But now that there's some, a decent background level in basically all the communities, um, these, the, the, um, the levels of the of wastewater are, are really quite useful. You can really track stuff over time and tell when when there's a, you know a, a surge coming. So what would what would be a grade from A to F of Palm Coast sewage today? Um, I, I think we're probably <laughs> like most of the country. You know, some modest levels. Mm. Just, I mean, I, I hear about COVID. You know, cause of course where I where I'm situated, but I hear about it all the time. I mean, every nurse in my clinic has had it. A couple, of, one of them twice from patients and we're all we still wear n95s and see people it, it's around you know people they, call me for paxlovid prescriptions and and stuff it's it's around and uh, they also measure opioids in that understand yes you definitely can definitely so and, how, and anything you can measure caffeine um 
All really? sorts of stuff. So if we're so like if I was Starbucks and I would say, hey, you know, there's not not much caffeine drinkers in Palm Coast. I wouldn't put a Starbucks in here, maybe. But if I go to Seattle, I go, holy cow, look at the caffeine in that wastewater plant. Let's. So I mean, you could use it for um, for commercial reasons. I imagine more than more sophisticated than what I just used as an example. You could tell they've used lifestyle it to identify habits. polio. They've used it to identify just a few cases of polio when we had these little outbreaks like in new york it's it's very sensitive hey, but is it pre- is it preventative usage or is it responsive so are you looking at well, it after the fact or are you guys or are there people looking for things that are coming I think up? by nature it's after the fact well but i okay i wait. mean right i mean are, are they <laughs> testing it to see what's happening um you know that what what is showing up that maybe we are not aware of versus mm-hmm. Let's talk about yeah, COVID well, that's, after that. Yeah, that's the point of it, is, is to use it strategically as part of an epidemiological toolkit to identify trends and then where it's, and then de- deploy strategies to address it. Like, you know, they in, in New York, they use it for aggressive um, polio vaccination campaigns. Hey, Wally, um, don't mean to, because uh, I wanted to ask you, we sorry about that. You're just welcome <laughs> to jump in there with us anytime. The, um, you say that the, uh, the new hospital people are coming from, is it because it's new? Do you think that's why people are coming from Daytona and St. Augustine because it's a new hospital? Well, um, so yes, yes and no. So for example, from, from St. John's County, I would say, Hey, maybe it's a little bit closer. It's another option and, and brand new. Let's go check it out. Right. Um, but when we talk about Volusia County, uh, I think that from patients that lived in the border of Volusia County and Flagler, and they had to come to the, um, uh, hospital in 100, you know, for the past year, year and a half, we've been extremely busy. So I think that uh, the the idea is let's go to the new hospital, which in the ED there that it might not be as busy as it was the last time I went to 100. The truth is is that you know with this new hospital we were able to decompress a little bit um, the the uh, volumes there, so it's it's helping uh, the staff and the physicians to have a faster throughput in the in the ER as well, but. I think that that's that's the reason why people from Volusia County are actually passing by 100 and driving by uh, and to a parkway. Yeah. And, How, are and, you staffed? Are you staffed well with doctors, nurses, technicians, and everybody? Yes, we are. Um, so obviously, we're not staffed for 100 patients, which is our capacity because we're not there yet. Uh, but for the volume that we have right now, we we are uh, fully staffed. We're staffed to uh, re- have it up to 68 patients in the hospital and uh, we're hovering around 60 right now uh, mid 50s 60s each day um and uh we're excited about that and but we'll continue to to hire david we never stopped because we know that the winter months are coming and the demand also increases so um, we'll continue to hire to make sure that we're ready for for the patients that are coming during the winter so people but the other go, thing ahead, I, go ahead the other thing I wanted to point out is that, you know, we are extremely excited, David, that we're able to provide some new services to our community here, uh, something that we didn't have before. So we're building on a urology uh, program. Um, we, do, we do have urologists here, but we're building on top of that. So we're bringing more urologists and, and uh, we're going to be able to offer new procedures in the Parkway Hospital that uh, otherwise you have to travel to Jacksonville or... To celebration, Advent Health celebration, 
uh, with a new uh, robot. It's uh, an aqua beam. It's called aqua beam, and, and it can treat uh, prostate patients, uh, which is less invasive, less painful for the patient. So we're excited about that and being able to offer something unique uh, here in Flagler County so people can't don't have to travel far away. Um, and just last week, we received another robot, which is the Da Vinci for general surgeons and uh, urologists also and GYN. They'll be using it. So, uh, yeah, we're investing in technology here. We invested on a new uh, uh, nuclear medicine equipment that we can actually have diagnosis for Parkinson's that it's called the DET scan. Um, so these are new uh, services that we're starting to provide here at this hospital which uh, we didn't have before, so patients don't have to travel far. Hey, um, the Da Vinci robot, is that where, like, um, a surgeon can be in Miami and do surgery on somebody in Palm Coast using the robot with remote control? They, they, there are uh, certain aspects of the robot that you that allows you to do that. We don't do that here, um, but there is aspects of the robot that allows you to do that. You are correct. Oh, wow. Isn't that Quite crazy? Quite innovative. Well, I mean, because you could have a top surgeon in Houston do heart surgery across the country, like in one day, on a whole lot of patients. There is technology out there that allows you to do that. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to be that patient? Would you be that patient sure. and say, <laughs> do I, if I "My get surgeon's a, in California and I'm in Florida"? If I get a discount, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Not me. It I want. It doesn't sound like an inexpensive sort of. Uh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, that's like telemedicine to the max, right? Yes. When you just call them up and they'll do the surgery right on the screen. Wally DeKino, thank you so much for what you do in Advent Health here with both of our hospitals. Any final words? We've got to get going. Absolutely. No, I appreciate uh, um, the time here and I appreciate all the information from Dr. Bacon and the, the ability for us in the community to hear this program every Friday morning and be educated. I feel smarter already. Thanks, Wally. <laughs> hey, Wally, take care. Be safe out there, right? Hey, um, Dr. Bickle, before you go, I got to ask you, you know, all, it seems, I know a lot of people that are in Europe have gone to Europe here. I mean, it's like I've called up, um, you know, Tom Bexley. He goes, oh, I'm in Ireland right now. And I called somebody else and they're in Europe and Sheriff Staley was in Rome or something. And all these people, and then I see where there's this infestation of bed bugs that are in Europe and France and Paris that are, it's like an, an, and then they get in people's suitcases. First of all, what is a bed bug? This is a medical question. What is a bed bug? And I've, I've never had a bed bug bite or anything, but I've, they're nasty. So what's a bed bug? It's a bug that hangs out on beds. Um, strangely enough. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't hang out on your, on humans like lice do. So it's basically gets transmitted from, like clothing and bed, bedding, and it has a special. It likes um, certain little crevices and in, in places, and like in mattresses and stuff. And um, it's it it's very durable, so it can last a long time. And it's not really transmitted human to human. It's more like clothing and other things. But you know, human to the environment, and then back to the other humans. So like, you go into a hotel room, it'd be easy to get it from just it being in there from, you know, previous person. So it's kind of humanly, you know, humans part of the transmission vector, but it basically is, it's, it's a surface level transmission that's from, you know, furniture and things like that. It's, it's, it's not that easy to get rid of. They're very, you know, durable and, um, 
you, you, they use you know pest control people and they they treat it with heat especially they try to avoid chemicals because they get they get resistant to them it, it's a real problem you need like concerted effort to to get the the numbers done and you can't really eradicate it if you go into a hotel room how can you tell if there's because they only come out at night while you're sleeping i guess and then they bite you and feed on you and then they hide they run off and hide and then well i can tell you because sadly we've had experiences with it because they're common in shelters as well Um, and so we do take a lot of preventative measures undoing the sheets in any hotel that you're at undoing the sheets before you lay down look in the crevices in the corners if you if it's wood frame pay attention to the wood as well they're not as apt to stay where there's metal um so uh looking at um how big are they oh they're really small like a head of a pin kind of thing or smaller how harmful could they be oh they can be pretty harmful actually people have reactions to their bites so um and and they are plentiful so they'll bite a lot so a lot of them will bite a lot so So there's no such thing as one bed bug if you got one you got a bunch you've got a bunch yeah you've got a bunch so what is the some people are allergic to them dr bickle what's the what's the worst thing a bed bug can do to us well the worst thing is you can get skin infections because the bite punctures the skin but that's and and usually those are you know relatively mild infections but they can be pretty nasty. I mean, people vary in their reactions, you know, like even mosquito bites, you know, how, how vigorously they react to them. Some people get, you know, big swelling uh, around them. But mostly they, they do, they have these little patterns, and, and just probably seen these where they, they come in little crops in the skin. And um, they're annoying. I mean, they're not like life is there a scientific reason why I feel itchy right now, like all over my body? Psychosomatic. Yes. Yes. Called empathy. Well, Brian, you don't have to worry about head lice, that's yeah, for sure. that's true. That's one of the benefits of my current hairdo. Or as I like to call it, hair don't. Hey, I'm going to call Trishan for consultation if I get a yeah. tough question. She knows more about them than I do. Well, no, it's just that we've had them, so we use a hot box like you were talking about. We, uh, we ask our residents to put their items in a hot box prior to. Uh, we've had to have the diatomaceous earth. I mean, we've done it. This is why we try not to have them. We've gone to metal furniture so that they're not wow. burrowing in the wood. How we, hot is the hot box? What, how, um, it's lots and lots of degrees high. Oh, it's real know. high? It's really <laughs> high. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, no, it's a specific box that increases the heat in order to kill them. Wow. And then we launder and then, you know, so. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Hey, Dr. Bickle, thank you so much. Um, appreciate um, your help and also for you being a sponsor of our Creekside Festival this weekend, which is a benefit for the Family Life Center. And uh, so we're going to talk about that here. We're going to take a break and go. Any final words from our Dr. Stephen Bickle? No, you're more than welcome. I always love hanging out with you guys, and I'm a huge fan of the Family Life Center as well. So I'm happy to support the Creekside. All Thanks, right. Dr. Very B. good. All right, be safe out there in your travels, and uh, you too. For We're going to take a break and be back. We've got a lot more. We're going to check in on the Creekside, and if you say, well, why are we helping the Family Life Center? We're going to tell you why and why we all need to pitch in and what a great job Trish does for the community. Stand by. We'll be back on Free For All Friday. It's lumpy, it's bumpy, and your driveway is dumpy. Call R.D. and Sons Paving. They've been paving since 1959. Driveways, walkways, stone and gravel, repairs too. They beat competitor prices. R.D. and Sons Paving, 386-302-3406. You know what I like about people who drive Mercedes? They have an appreciation for quality. Hi, I'm Andy from Autohouse of Palm Coast. 
If it has anything to do with Mercedes-Benz, we can do it. From maintenance and basic services to major repairs. If you or somebody you know owns a Mercedes-Benz, I would love for you to be my customer. I'm Andy. I'm in the Hardgrove Lane Industrial Park. You'll find me. Everybody else has. Or call me anytime. 585-4785. Auto House, Palm Coast. See this? It's a generator for your home. Never needs gas, no moving parts, and it's quiet as a church mouse. Hurricane or power outage headed our way? No worries now. It's a solar generator for your home that works day and night and pays for itself through energy savings and tax credit. Hi folks, this is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. We're your Tesla certified Powerwall installer and the future is here. Give us a call today for all the details. 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. It's new, the Palm Coast Report, your number one source for all local news, all in one place. Palm Coast Report, local news you can trust, truth meter verified. Follow on Facebook or online at palmcoastreport.com. I ain't your mama, but I know she would tell you, don't drive around on bad tires. If you don't have the money for tires right now, come and see me. We have a drive today, pay tomorrow plan. Don't risk yours and other people's safety. Come and see me. I'm Bob Gordon. And thanks again for voting Quantum Tires number one in Flagler County. Quantum Tires and Auto Repair. You know where we are. At the corner of State Road 11 and the railroad tracks. Downtown Bunnell. Quantum Tires. Make your mama proud. I, I really like Coastal Cloud. I'm blessed to have uh, you know, opportunities to move elsewhere, but I choose to stay with them just because of the culture, the people I work with. I believe in what Tim and Sarah have built here, the type of people they are. I believe they do what's right, so I really like the people and the culture. And we got a few minutes to go, free for all Friday on the 6th day of October. If you're listening on the podcast, you know where it is. Beautiful day here in Flagler County, Florida. Beautiful weekend coming up Sunday, Trish. We're going to get our first blast of fall, low humidity, highs in the 70s. Are looking you excited? Looking forward to it. Looking for- Can't wait to pull out the boots. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, bring them on out to Creekside Festival. That would be a good place to break out the boots, right? And anyway, uh, so Creekside Festival is this weekend. It's a real big deal for us here at Flagler Broadcasting. And uh, several years ago, the chamber had started it, and then they basically went out of business, and they asked us to take over to keep it alive and keep it going, and we did. And um, so we're, well, we always wanted to do everything a little bit bigger and a better every year. Kirk Keller is uh, out there at the Creekside right now getting things set up. And uh, Kirk Keller, how you doing? Hey, it's great. It's going to be a gorgeous morning. Uh, my wife and I actually stayed in the cottages out here that the county built um, for very few dollars, to be honest with you. We woke up this morning with a herd of deer in the front yard, raccoons in the backyard. It is absolutely a gorgeous venue here at Princess Place Preserve. But yeah, and, hey, I got uh, as a Missouri boy, I got to tell you, there is no hunting allowed at Princess Place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was actually trying to pet them. You know, I'm not much of a hunter, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we love- we got a few minutes here. Give us a rundown. What are we going to see out there at uh, um, the Creekside Festival this year? What's uh, go ahead and sell us on why we ought to come out? Well, it's a, it's a whole weekend of arts and crafts and music festival. 
And when I say arts and crafts, we do have over 40 vendors this year, thanks to Shantytown on you. They're bringing out 40 arts and craft vendors this year, the most vendors we've ever had of arts and crafts. I mean, homemade candles, homemade mirrors, homemade... Uh, oh, one of my favorite ones I'm looking forward to, and I think you were too, is we have a blacksmith coming in here this year, and he's going to be actually showing us how he bends irons, heats up iron. It's really cool what they have. And then a homemade jewelry dealer. We have a homemade watchmaker. You wouldn't believe what we have. Wood, if you like wood items, like right now I'm looking at a, a wooden deer that someone carved out of wood. How cool is this? So we have all kinds of arts and crafts vendors out here. So if you like that arts and crafts feel in your home or you need some Christmas gifts that are kind of crafty, this is the place to be this weekend. It's the largest arts and crafts and music festival basically in the state of Florida. Uh, this year, David and Trish, we do have over 100 vendors total. Over 40 of them are arts and craft vendors. Uh, we do have uh, some craft beer out here from uh, Parat and Coors and Yingling, so you want to be here for that as well. In fact, Yellowstone Landscaping is at the, the bar area right now decorating it up with their plants. Uh, Yellowstone is right there in US-1. Uh, John Dissler is a fantastic guy to work with, and he understands that aesthetics really make people feel homesy. So even when you're sitting inside the, the, the beverage tent, or the or a food court tent, you're going to feel like you're out in the middle of the woods because they've got it decorated with all kinds of plants and trees and bushes, so it's great. The stage is being put up right now. Uh, Pete and Heather are out there putting together their stage, and we have several bands that's going to be on. I think Saturday morning we launched at 10 o'clock with Silkwood, a great bluegrass country music uh, show that's going to be happening, and we have Hayfire as well. And then I think one of your favorite artists, David, is the Charlie Cracker Band. Charlie Cracker and his band, Seven Piece Band, if I remember correctly, uh, will be out here. Well, hey, uh, let me interrupt you. Charlie Cracker, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm right here. Well, Sheriff Staley um, is putting wanted posters out all over town with your face on them He's a, <laughs> as a moonshiner, so you better be careful when you come into Flagler County. But tell us about your band that's going to be playing on Sunday morning at 10. Oh, well, we've got a nice show planned for everybody Sunday morning. I know everybody might be feeling just a little bit peaked, you know, after Saturday night and all that, but uh, we're going to wake you up and get your foot stomping, your hands clapping. We're going to we're gonna do just a little bit of bluegrass, and we're going to do some country, and we're going to do some original stuff, and we're even going to start the morning out with a little bit of a gospel sing. So it's a sing-along. So y'all come on out and, uh, and join us for that. But listen now. Don't tell Sheriff Staley I'm going to be there. You know, I got me a nice safe spot over there. Kurt Keller is supposed to be saving me a nice spot over there in the livery stable this year so that I can hide out. So I don't want no trouble from Sheriff Staley. <laughs> All right. Well, he'll be looking for you because he asked me if you were coming this year. And I go, I really don't know. You don't know about Charlie Cracker where he might show up. Anyway, but you're going to have your authentic Florida moonshine still also, right? Oh, don't say that. See, now Sheriff Stanley might be listening Mark, in right edit, now. Edit this <laughs> out. Hey, no, we're no, we're not saying. doing moonshine this year. we got to tell everybody, we don't do moonshine no more. No, we, uh, We're doing medicinal purposes only. So if y'all are feeling a little bit under the weather, might be peaked or whatever, you stop on by and see me in the livery stable, and we might be able to hook you up, hook you up with just a little taste of that uh, so, medicine. So those people that don't want so people that don't want to get vaccines, they should come by and um, and take a <laughs> shot of moonshine. That'll cure everything, right? I was going to say that is a vaccine. <laughs> we, we will fix them right up, and you know we'll have some motor fuel and some hand sanitizer and all those good things. But no moonshine. We got out of that business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Charlie. Hey, we look forward to You're always a lot of fun, and you'll be out there. People will meet you as well. Kirk, any uh, final comments? we got to wrap it up here. 
No, it's a gorgeous venue, and even if you don't shop, just come out here and hang out. It's absolutely a gorgeous venue. Most unbelievable sights you'll see in the state of Florida. All right, very good. And uh, Okay, well, Kirk, Charlie, you guys will see you out there at the Creekside Festival this weekend, okay? All right, we'll see you there. All right, very good. And we say, and we want people to know that we're doing this. Um, well, first of all, we're doing it because it's a lot of fun, and it helps our local charities. And this year, we've kind of handpicked Trish Jaconi and her family life center, um, particularly after I heard the United Way did a number on you. And um, I know you can't say all that because of politics, but I will. <laughs> so um, we love you and we care about you oh, and we want to help out the cause that you do. So a lot of people wonder, well, OK, Family Life Center, what is it? What does it do? So and, and a lot of people do know, but people don't. So sure. tell us. The Family Life Center is Flagler County's only certified domestic violence emergency shelter and rape crisis program. And so Creekside is going to help us continue to provide those life-saving services uh, with victims and their children. And I just wanted to share with you specifically a, a situation where funds raised from events like this help. Uh, we had a mom who uh, was in a domestic violence situation with her little one. Her little one had been diagnosed with a heart illness <clears throat> when the child was born, but they had to wait a certain amount of time before they could do heart surgery. Well, the domestic violence situation, uh, he was arrested, but then released. So then she was unable to stay at home. So she came to our shelter. That unfortunately, him being, I mean, it was fortunate he was arrested, but that triggered the hospital that was going to do the surgery for the baby to decline providing housing for them because it was a family housing issue and now they could not be together. And so um, because of that, mom was concerned that the baby wasn't going to get the life-saving heart surgery because they wouldn't put them in the housing. So uh, Family Life Center helped mom get to the out-of-county hospital, helped her to stay in a safe hotel so that the baby could get the heart-saving surgery so that um, not only were they safe in that moment, but baby could have long life after. This was something outside of um, their normal you know, activity. And so when people think about the emergency shelter, they think about just that one moment. But this has changed the trajectory of that little girl's life. Um, and we were able to do that with help from discretionary dollars raised by community events like this one. Well, you, what you do every day is just amazing. And uh, thank God for having you in our community, because if it wasn't you, then who? I mean... I don't know. Maybe you. No, not me. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a lot better oh, at, at get that. And, well, and because you were a victim yourself of, I do. of domestic I, I'm violence. Very, so. I'm very vocal about that. Um, you know, previously to this, I, I did have a very significant life-changing, uh, almost life-ending experience. But I will say that I am married to my husband, my current husband, 25 years, 25 years next month. So mm. it is possible. So you did find a good guy. I did find uh, a good guy. Or he found you. A good guy found you. <laughs> we found each other. Oh, that's sweet. All right. Well, and Brian's a good guy, too. So, hey, yes. we're over time. We've we got to run, but um, it'll be fun. Um, if everybody can, we're the, on Saturday, tomorrow at um, noon, uh, House Speaker Paul Renner is going to be there. We're going to recognize the veterans of Flagler County. And um, one of the, the guys who, a veteran who has some need, whatever, hand-carved 100 um wooden plaques that he wants to give to veterans saying thank you for your service wow, so we want to have at least a hundred veterans out there for him to personally hand them um, to you so if you can get out there on saturday morning it's gonna be tomorrow morning if you're listening live 
We uh, start at 10 o'clock in the morning with Slickwood. Everybody says Silkwood. I think that was a movie, but it's <laughs> Slickwood. And uh, they're really good, kind of a bluegrass and uh, mix it all up and everything. And then we've got great music. But at noon is going to be the opening ceremony with Representative Paul Renner. We've also invited all of our elected officials to come out and uh, get up there and introduce themselves to everybody. And I'm sure there'll be people running for office out there, but that's part of America. The farm we have is the... Um, um, I always say, I don't like to say a petting zoo, but it, it really is. But it's called Noah's Landing, a family owned. Um, upper, they just love their animals and they're all clean and healthy and there's interaction. We asked them to bring some big animals this year. So they're bringing a cow and they're bringing, you ever milked a cow? I have. Really? I know. I'm, I'm a city girl, but I have done that. Okay. It was a school trip. Okay. All right. <laughs> that counts. Uh, it counts. Have you ever milked? I did it. <laughs> what about a goat? Nope. Haven't done that. All right. Well, we'll have baby goats out there. Well, we don't want to milk them. And we're going to have um, <laughs> and a mama goat and llamas. And we, we do have a baby alpaca that mm-hmm. um, is in diapers because, uh, um, when we talked with the uh, the owner, she said he, she was running around the house in diapers. She thinks she's a human now because uh, so we're going to have the baby alpaca out there and and rabbits and things like that. So it's really we're really you know it's a great experience. For me. It's still cute when you see kids yeah. sit there in the pen and hold a rabbit and taking pictures and everything. So it's just a a fun day. Lots of great food and and all that stuff. So. Um, Anyway, we got to go. Here I am saying we got to go. And I'm yeah, talking. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, now I have no time for my closing no, I, comments. No, I or used anything. up all your time, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? That's all right. No, I'm, I'll be there at Creekside tomorrow, too. It's a great, it's a, always a great event. And I'm so glad that um, the Family Life Center is going to benefit from it because I'm a big, big supporter of Trish Giacconi. And, and, and yeah, the people who need the help the most and it's the most difficult to get the help, you're helping them to, you know, to survive and to to help again like the next generation you know that little kid is gonna just talk about the ripple effect of what you're doing is is fantastic so thank you for what you're doing thank you all right everybody take care be safe be kind to each other and uh, we'll see you at the creekside festival look me up say hi and i'll be around and hope to see you there take care be safe Serving Flagler County for over a decade. WNZF, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235 CW Bunnell.